so we're called into this life of um, qualitative holistic growth together. Hello, this is Pastor John. This is Pastor Tim. And I am Tice, Director of Family Discipleship. And I am Jolene, Director of uh, Music Ministry. I missed that last time and I just said, I'm Tice. <laughs> we were all wondering until this episode. Yeah. But no one knows. <laughs> Who is this random person? <laughs> Tice, you say. And welcome back, everyone. Welcome back to our sessions on our mission statement, Growing Gospel-Centered Disciples of Christ for Life. And today we are looking at the third chapter, which is I am a growing disciple. So it's really focusing on that growth mindset. And so we're going to answer some of the questions so you can kind of hear how the staff is reacting to this new mission statement and what we think about it. Um, so Pastor John, kind of give us a synopsis of this chapter and mm-hmm. what, we're, what we're driving at here. Yeah, so um, I think we all agree that churches should grow and uh, that's true, but I think a lot of times when we think about growth, we think numeric growth, like we have more people in our church or we have uh, more resources financially to use or we have more programs available or we have more square footage in our building. And uh, those are all good things. I think that in the New Testament we can see, uh, I mean like 3,000 people are saved and baptized in one day on the day of Pentecost. That's a pretty good metric, right? And I think we can see really generous offerings given in the book of Acts, for example. But when the New Testament talks about growth, I don't think it focuses so much on numeric growth uh, as it focuses on bearing fruit in the life of the individual Christian. And so as we think about disciples who are growing, we want to be thinking about uh, qualitative growth hmm. more than quantitative growth. Uh, how are we growing in love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, goodness, faithfulness, self-control, those fruits of the Holy Spirit in our lives? Um, so this growth is, is holistic, meaning it, and it's the whole person. I think a lot of times we think of growth as a cognitive thing, like I learned these facts about the Bible. That's good, but it's more than that. We want to grow at the level of our head, what we know about God, at the level of our hearts, which is our affections, loving and trusting God, and then also at the level of our habits, uh, what do we do with our time? How do we live as disciples in, in everyday life? So um, the last thing I'd say is that we don't experience growth in a vacuum. It's not just a me and Jesus project. It's a us and Jesus project. Hmm. So God grows disciples in community. We experience the word preached and the sacraments given and the edification of individual Christians in a community of other Christians. And so it's not like a lone ranger flying solo kind of thing. It's a, it's an all of us together thing. All right. So we're called into this life of um, qualitative, holistic growth together. Mm -hmm. So let's, um, let's do a little reflecting on that. And to begin our first question, we're going to look at Ephesians chapter four and then answer a question. So Thais, can you read Ephesians 4, 13 through 16? I can. It says, 
until we all attain to the unity of faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God, to mature manhood, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, so that we may no longer be children tossed to and fro by the waves and carried about by every wind of doctrine, by human cunning, by craftiness, and deceitful schemes. Rather, speaking the truth in love, we are to grow up in every way into him who is the head into Christ." from whom the whole body joined and held together by every joint with which it is equipped, when each part is working properly, makes the body grow so that it builds itself up in love. Paul right. never misses. <laughs> no, no, Paul never misses. It's got some interesting images in there. Um, kids on a boat mm. getting tossed around or a body holding itself together and growing up. Everybody doing their part. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So here's the first question. Uh, Jolene will ask you since you're the newcomer to our, our conversation. So what would Holy Cross look like if we obtained the outcomes described from growth in these passages? Well, I like how they say speaking the truth in love. That was one thing that really stuck out to me as I listened to Thais read and I was also thinking sometimes how painful growth can be when mm -hmm. you're convicted in areas that maybe you're not growing. So I think if we're, if we're speaking that truth in love, um, there's not a guilting or a shaming, you know, to produce those fruits, to produce the, the actions, the growth, um, and that we're accountable to one another and, and speaking that truth to one another in love. That's... Yeah, I, I think we've all been corrected harshly mm -hmm. and recoiled mm -hmm. or even rebelled. Mm -hmm. And then I think we've hopefully all been corrected in love. And maybe it was humbling still. It is. Yeah, mm -hmm. but then it's like, oh man, I actually really, that was useful in my mm -hmm. life. Mm -hmm. yeah. So yeah, that'd be beautiful. I've, I've found that when I've been gently corrected by people, I actually have a closer relationship mm -hmm. with them. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But of course the opposite. Could if you've be. ever been shamed and mm -hmm. had your nose rubbed in it, um, that, yeah. that's pretty hurtful. It doesn't feel good. Yeah, it doesn't. Mm -hmm. There has to be trust yeah. within who is being, is, who is doing the correcting, right? Mm -hmm. So I trust Jolene, and if I didn't and she corrected me, I would take that personally. I would think, why is she attacking me, mm -hmm. even if mm -hmm. she's correct? But if I have trust and she corrects me, I say, oh, she she wants the best for me and so there's a different like posture that i'm even taking when i have mm -hmm. the trust of whoever is doing that correcting and mm -hmm. as we grow in discipleship at holy cross we do need to have that trust with each other and build that so when we do correct each other as christians we know that they are not coming from a place of harm but they're coming from a place of love and wanting to see us grow mm -hmm. um up to the image that Christ wants for us. Mm -hmm. I think there's, um, there's courage on both sides of that mm -hmm. conversation, mm -hmm. right? So there's courage in being corrected, being humble enough to say, okay, I, maybe I do mm -hmm. need to grow. Uh, but then there's also that initiative to be the person who reaches out mm -hmm. and says, hey, I noticed. Because uh, I think the, the worldly mindset of the church is like, it's not my problem. Mm -hmm. Not my, mm -hmm. not my monkeys, not my circus, right? Mm -hmm. But... <laughs> the mindset of we are in this together in Christ to grow is, it is my problem. Mm -hmm. Those people are my problem. They're my people. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to toil for them and call things out in love, mm -hmm. growing one another mm -hmm. up and, and 
correcting each other. Just real quick, I think direction. an example of this would be, you know, uh, when people are missing from church, mm -hmm. that means they're missing from discipleship, presumably. And, you know, a lot of times we think, oh, the pastor will take care of that. Hmm. Um, well, it, but we're family, right? And in the church, it, it's important to to have the posture to say, hey, I just miss you. Like, what's going on? Are, are you okay? Yeah. And not to have that be a threatening ask, like yeah. I'm trying to make you feel bad. <laughs> you know, it's a, it's a genuine, like, I care about your soul. I care about your growth. I care about your well-being as a Christian. No man left behind. Yeah. Yeah. We missed your dish at the potluck too, by the way. <laughs> yeah, you bring the yeah. green jello. Yeah. We just Come on. missed that. Uh, good. I, so it's a it's a all in kind of mentality and mm -hmm. every hand on deck kind of attitude and action. Okay, how about this next question? Why does the spirit give us this fruit? How does that affect our focus on the quality of the fruit rather than the quantity? Well, I think that we as a church represent Jesus to the world. Hmm. And so we're either going to give uh, a good representation of Jesus or a poor one. And so when we bear the fruit of the Spirit, we're making Christ look beautiful and attractive. Mm -hmm. And when we don't bear the fruit of the Spirit, when we neglect to grow, then, then we misrepresent Christ. And... Um, I think that that's, I think it, it's sad, right? If we, if we as the church misrepresent our Lord and people don't find Jesus attractive and hmm. persuasive. So I think that's one of the purposes of the fruit is to bring glory to God, to, to show, what, what does Jesus say? Let your light shine and people will see your good works and they'll give glory to your Father who's in heaven. That, that just got real. I don't know, I'm just thinking about, I was a, thinking about how we reflect our, our God with the fruit that he asks us to bear. Uh, good. Anyway, Thais, what do you think? I was just thinking with the, we reflect our God. We are, we are children of God. And if you think of that in earthly terms of, I am a, I'm the daughter of my dad. And if I go out in the community, that, you know, knows my dad and, you know, I am just a mess, chaotic and just, um, not being a good example of, you know, I'm a daughter of my dad, blah, blah, blah. Um, then, you know, that kind of is on him of, oh, what kind of like, daughter did your dad raise? Or I don't know if that makes sense, but mm -hmm. that was kind of what mm -hmm. I was thinking. And so it's the same in the Christian way of we are children of God. And how are we representing him when we go out in the world? Are we saying one thing in church and then going out and doing something completely different? That's not, that's not going to further the kingdom it, with, you know, when we go out and we say, yes, God is awesome. But then we go and we speak poorly about our neighbors. It's, it's not representing him the way that, that we should be representing him and we're called to represent him. Yeah. Um, I agree with all that. <laughs> I think that's a good way of thinking about it. I also think that it, when we focus on quantity rather than quality, we run a risk of like all of that work just evaporating mm -hmm. because Churches can be huge and have really poor discipleship and growth mm. internally. And as soon as that is challenged, you know, it's like the, 
the parable of the soil, you know, mm -hmm. things grow up, but then the sun comes out, they actually have no root and poof, they're gone. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the risk. Um, and so if we want to be a church that's resilient and gives a witness over uh, many generations that's consistent, we need to go deep and we need to focus on that quant uh, quality rather than just the qu mm -hmm. quantity. Quantity is great, right? Mm -hmm. The disciples counted their fish, you know, but I think that we don't want our work to just evaporate. Mm -hmm. um, good. Let's move on to the third question. So God, it says this, God's word and his sacraments, along with the fellowship uh, in the body, are crucial nutrients to Christian growth. What would be lost if the word was taken away? What about the sacraments? Or what about the body of Christians? You wouldn't have it. You wouldn't have faith, right? I mean, I, mm -hmm. I just can't imagine a faith without God's word or the sacrament. Mm. The word was God. Yeah, yeah right. So exactly. what, what would you be believing if you didn't believe the word? Whatever yeah. feels good in the moment, mm -hmm. whatever's on Facebook or TikTok. Yeah. Yeah. Can you imagine a, like a faith without the church, a faith without the body of Christ? I think it'd be a hateful faith. Mm without, you know, the good things that God does for us because we are by nature sinful, hateful, mm. just bad people. And so when you take away the word that teaches us and the sacraments that give us strength and washes us free of our sins and the body of Christians that um, help us and keep us accountable in that faith, then we're really lost and just really turning into darkness. And I'm kind of having a vision of the people in the Old Testament where they fell out of communion with God and they really mm. fell into just dark sins. And then God was merciful and sent a prophet or a king and was, you know, constantly just bringing them back. And then we kept, it's that cycle of sin. Mm -hmm. I think we would fall into that same just kind of darkness that mm. the people in the Old Testament fell into. Very self-centered, very self-worshipping. You know, mm. If there's nothing to pull you out of that, you, you'd be the God. Yeah, no, no people to love either, mm -hmm. you know, in the name of Jesus. Mm -hmm. It might feel a little bit like uh, from March to May of 2020. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, um, right. right. Because, um, well, without the sacrament, I mean, I mean, the sacrament's really the beating heart of our, our, yeah. our faith is, is the body and blood of Christ. And and to think that, you know, um, many Christians would, would try to go without that for months or years. I mean, um, but that's the main thing, right? Is that Christ died and he rose again. Yeah. And that's the very center. Yeah. And I think if you take the sacraments away, you take away this like tangible, graspable promise in your day, in your life. And so you're left with just the ideas Good feelings. You know, yeah. Or, yeah. Or even say you have the word and you have the church, but you don't have the sacraments. You're left with hanging on with your intellectual strength. Mm -hmm. You know, whereas the sacraments feed you physically mm -hmm. and wash you physically and say, look, look here, like rest here. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So it would be hard to take away any of those things. So thanks be to God. He gave all those things to us mm -hmm. in the church. Um, let's go to the last question. Um, and that is, what are some areas in your life God is calling you to grow in maturity? And what are some struggles or roadblocks that you have faced in those areas? 
Who wants to start the hard questions? <laughs> well, I've grown a lot just recently with my health struggles and cancer and Neil having cancer. And I've grown a lot mm. just in my realization that we are not guaranteed a long life on this earth. It never says mm. in the Bible, I want you to, you know, have a happy, I want you to be happy. I want everything to go great for, you know, to go great for you. He wants us to have deep faith and, and tomorrow's not guaranteed. And it's just changed the way I live. That's been a deep um, growth for me. And the other area I'm really growing in is, is learning that it's just so shocking to me that I'm not perfect and <laughs> that I really am just flawed and mm. sinful. And so is everyone else. And if we just realize that everyone we're looking at, talking to, dealing with is some kind of broken. And I, I just really believe that we're not out you know, on purpose to hurt each other. If you just look for the best, call out the gold, um, realize that we're all broken and, mm. and um, just help support, uplift. And so that's just been a big growth period for me is just realizing that my way isn't the right way. We're all, we're all broken. We all need each other. You know, Thais has strengths that I don't have. I have strengths that she doesn't have together as the body. Together we're perfect. Is yeah, Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> so we're going to amend that. <laughs> yeah, it reminds me of, uh, I think it's 2 Corinthians, where Paul talks about being comforted with the same comfort that we can give others. Mm -hmm. You know, once we've gone through affliction, suffering, growth, mm -hmm. we then can have compassion on people who are going through the same stuff, you know, or mm -hmm. maybe haven't came, come to that conclusion yet, so... Um, that's almost a gift too. Mm -hmm. It's like, hey, guess what? You're going to go through some struggles too, and I can, I'll be there for you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Thais, John. For me, I would say areas where God is calling me to grow in maturity is just in overall um, take letting go of the reins of control that mm -hmm. I have for my life, mm -hmm. and just really allowing him, which sounds silly to allow God, the creator who created me and has the perfect plans to, you know, rule my life. That makes, okay, anyways. Guys, you can, you can okay, sure. You could do this. Um, but that, it, that really is an area of where I'm trying to grow in maturity and faith is, um, just allowing him to intervene in my life. I am a planner. I love having control in my daily life and then in what I want in the future of my life. Um, but really stepping back in those areas where, you know, my plans are falling th short, falling through. And, um, there's most likely a reason for that. It's not, it's not something that is meant to be in my life. And maybe there's an area in there that God is really wanting me to grow and to be patient and to fill in the blank. I'm not sure what he wants me to do, but, but I know that is an area where I am trying to grow in maturity is mm -hmm. just letting go of that control. Mm -hmm. And my plans are not perfect, but his are. And so just stepping back and letting him intervene in my life, um, no matter how big or small it is. I think for me, it's just learning to um, work at a slower pace mm -hmm. in life in general, because um, it, it's just hard to really be where Christ is if you're going too fast. Like I really think Jesus walks at a slower pace than many of us hmm. want to. And so it means slowing down and listening to those around me, it, it means recognizing what I'm actually capable of instead of what I think I'm capable of and just having humility about what life throws at you. 
because a lot of times I think that in ministry too, it's like, or, or just in life, it's like goals, check, 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 check. And it's like, well, no, let's, let's just, you know, really receive every day as a gift and the people around me as a gift and we'll just kind of see what happens. And, and yeah, we need to be deliberate and thoughtful, purposeful, but just recognizing that this is a long-term farming project hmm. um, ministry. Yeah. This church that I'm a part of, my family, my own life, uh, and it's patient, tilling soil, planting, watering, waiting. Hmm. Yep. Yeah, I, I think uh, in my personal life, um, I think I've been called to grow in re like recognizing like I have some family that's not part of the church, not a part of um, Christ, and that's hard, but just learning to just let that go into God's hands and, and just be content to be patient and see what he's doing. And I think that's been a growth area in my life for a number of years. Um, but when I give it over to God's hands, I'm, I'm actually much more able to just interact with them in a simple, peaceful way and be more present with them. And so rather than kind of taking their salvation onto my, my mm. shoulders as if, you know, but kind of giving that over, um, and it just really does help um, uh, not, not feel so bitter and not feel so rushed and mm -hmm. anxious about things. And so, yeah, just those in those close relationships that you want to be a certain way that are not, you know, just trusting God in those. I think that's been a, a yeah. big growth area for me. Thank goodness their salvation doesn't hang on you. Yeah, that's a good thing, isn't it? It's <laughs> <laughs> a good thing. And so I'm, I'm more free to, to give a calm witness if the Lord brings to that, mm -hmm. you know, but mm -hmm. I can just be a brother. I can just be a nephew, mm -hmm. you know, a cousin, that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. Well, cool. Um, can we end this session in prayer? And Thais, can I ask you to pray for us once again? Yes. Dear Holy Spirit, thank you for coming to us and granting us faith in you. Lead us by your word to be disciples who bear great fruit. Prune us and grow us even in areas we may not think of or know of in our lives. Thank you for this time of growth right now and all relationships and situations that you put us in that our trust in you may always, always increase. In your name, amen. 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 amen.